Hello everybody It's 40k lore time And we're gonna learn about things And waste all your time Hey everybody, so uh, welcome to Foxtrot Battleline um, Good morning <laughs> uh, It's morning here at least um, So yeah, I guess like clerical things first um, So it's been a while since I've recorded Um I have continually been playing and, um, like a little bit too much, <laughs> but, um, you know, quarantine and whatnot, and it looks like we're approaching the end of it. So, um, luckily, you know, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, but anyways, um, so a lot has happened, um, in terms of my life and, uh, 40k in general. So, you know, Life stuff don't really need to talk about unless I guess you want to know. <laughs> Just ask me a question then. Um, but in terms of 40k, so as you, for people who have listened to this, um, I guess it's like a reboot almost. It's been so long since um, I've recorded. Um, I guess I just, you know, straight up got really lazy. So, <laughs> you know, what are you going to do? Um, it happens, uh, you know, life gets in the way, I've got other things going on in my life that took priority, and some, you know, to be honest with you, uh, as listeners, it's, it's a lot of work, you know, you gotta sit down, you gotta record, you gotta make sure you're prepared, um, you gotta edit the podcast, um, I still have yet to find a co-host, as you can tell, I'm here by myself, but, you know, we'll keep this format, uh, till I find one applications are open <laughs> if you want to come on to you know feel free I'm always looking for people if you know ask people and sometimes it hasn't you know worked out so um it would be nice uh to get a regular person on here um uh, preferably in the Connecticut area um because I'll end up being down there and be nice to record in studio sometimes so um right now I just use a mic with some recording software I used to do a lot of uh audio editing for like hip-hop music so um and like mixing and stuff so I'm kind of familiar with how that goes but um not necessarily like audio eh, a little bit of it I dabbled in it so um but anyways yeah so just haven't been recording um you know a lot of well I, I could say a lot has happened in, in 40k, but also a lot has not. Um, it's been r relatively slow few months for 40k, especially with rules. Um, Death Guard came out. Uh, obviously, the Dark Angels uh, supplement came out, which we'll be talking about here. Um, uh, I don't think anything major has been released besides those two things. Um Blood Angels, since the last time I recorded, Blood Angels Supplement came out. Um, Space Wolves was out, but I think that was out before. Um, I can't remember. Space Marine Codex, Necron Codex. We haven't, I haven't really talked about any of the rule sets, which I think I'll be diving into them, maybe minus Blood Angels, um, just because I'm not too familiar with that supplement. Um, Drakari's coming out this weekend. Definitely going to release something on that. Um, I've always really loved Drakari. Um, at one point, I was going to play them, and then it just uh, didn't evolve. I don't like painting or building the elves. I remember I bought one kit of Incubi and um, 
kind of was a deterrent. <laughs> They're just so small. Um, hey, more power to you. But so, you know, that's being released um, this weekend. Um, let's see. There's been so, so little that's been coming out for 40K. It's hard to, <laughs> it's hard to think um, exactly what has been going on. Um, basically, just a few supplements, units, a few units here and there. Um, the Kill Team box just came out with uh, Heavy Intercessors um, and Flayed Ones, both of which are interesting units. <laughs> really awesome models um unfortunately they release them as a box i hate when gw does this the chronomancer is probably the most important part of that box um because that thing is kind of an auto include in most necron lists um it's just so good um but anyways uh so yeah i think that's they'll probably release that well they said may for the intercessors and flayed ones and um so hopefully the characters come out shortly after um i don't know you can find them on ebay pretty much scalpers everywhere <laughs> releasing those in parts um but yeah so that's kind of like you know releases are few and far between um i guess in terms of my personal life um the only new development like really worth sharing <laughs> is um i've been training for a spartan uh race so recently so um it's been a lot of work um and honestly been resetting my sleeping schedule and been feeling great like super productive so that you know it's probably why i'm recording and plan to um but you know i'm sore all the time so <laughs> and tired all the time so um you know, eventually I'll get there, but, uh, for now it's a little bit of a struggle. Um, really pushing myself that race is in May and, um, also, uh, a buddy of mine and I are, uh, I'm going to do, going to try to hike Mount Washington, uh, up in New Hampshire in May, June, summer sometime. Um, I love hiking. It's actually been, um, and rock climbing, as I've mentioned before, it's actually been quite a bummer. Um, winters are rough. Um, not being outside, uh, on a rock face or hiking a mountain, it's, uh, very difficult for me. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you can get busy other ways, but it's so cold up here. Um, this is the first winter I've been up in New Hampshire since, uh, probably high school. Um, and so like 20 years ago, <laughs> but, um, never again um even just three hours south so i'm moving back to connecticut eventually but even even three hours south um it's crazy the, the temperature difference is just so brutal up here um like today is 30 and it feels like summer so <laughs> um but things are gonna get warm uh, forecast is looking great this week so um but anyways uh besides the weather um you know, so I've been busy with that, um, sort of training, um, as well as kind of painting and, you know, um, interviewing everywhere. Um, so, uh, you know, and once I start working, which will be soon, um, 
it's just easier to just pop on and record maybe once a week, once a, every couple weeks, once a month. Um, so I might may or may not just continue doing this alone. Um, I don't know. Obviously, you're trying to get guests on and stuff. Um, but, you know, some of the people I know in the community um, are in different time zones. And honestly, it can sometimes be a pain in the butt to, um, you know, some a couple of people I know uh, are in Europe, for example, and <laughs> five hours ahead. So, and a lot of them have full-time jobs. So it's really hard to um, cater to everyone's schedule. So, um, but that being said, you know, it leads me to my next kind of development that I was thinking of. Um, so, you know, Seer <clears throat> feels like it came to a close at a certain point. Um, you know, Corey kind of left and um, he's having a kid in, I think, a month, about a month, four weeks maybe, um, is the due date uh, I saw from his wife's Instagram. And um, yeah, so, you know, kind of left on my own doing this. Um, Corey also kind of just stopped uh, doing a lot of 4K stuff, uh, which is totally cool. People go through phases so you know um i didn't i kept doing (laughs) i kept doing it um but uh i get pretty dedicated to things once i'm committed to them so it's not unsurprising um given my personality but um yeah so you know a lot of changes happened have happened um we didn't release too many episodes but i felt like putting a period in season one like you know that is kind of over um, also I've developed a lot in the hobby, um, a little bit as a painter, you know, you, you take small steps as a painter, um, but a lot, um, in terms of gameplay, um, I got a lot better very pretty quickly, um, through reading the rules and, um, I like competitive play. I like thinking about the rules. I like, uh, but I'd I like narrative play. Um, I play that a lot too um, with some friends of mine, um, haven't done a full crusade campaign yet though, but you know, COVID. So I'll leave that. And, and sometimes I just feel like, I don't know, match play. One of the best things to me about match play is, um, it's the same, you know, concept every time with different executions, um, depending on the armies you're playing, which is why I also like playing a lot of different armies. Um, just the play style of each and the unique units you can get out of each are, you know, it's, it's a diverse game for sure. Um, in terms of unit play style, not in terms of necessarily like, you know, inclusion and diversity, but, um, that being said, um, it's been awesome. Um, sort of, you know, every match play game is like a, challenge in terms of you know um strategy uh it fills something in me that i've needed i felt like i need i've needed but haven't really been able to to identify so you know i've been doing that um a lot uh through and here's another thing i should mention as well um so tts uh tabletop simulator has been clutch in sort of um allowing me to play more, um, and play with a variety of people, play against a lot of different armies that, you know, my local people in my local gaming group or people I play with locally, um, we just don't own, um, you know, it's a lot of money to own an army. So, um, you don't get exposed to all of them, which is why I think it's, uh, tabletop simulators, simulator is great for reps. I'm going to use it, um, 
for practicing for tournaments um you know you just you join a group you log on and hey anyone want a game and there's people everywhere so met a few cool people on there um really cool players very down to earth um there, you know there's always bad eggs everywhere you go but for i think for the most part it's been a pretty positive experience i would highly recommend joining it um i get to play with uh we have a lazy uh sunday bolter club although no one ever really plays on sundays <laughs> should become a running joke but uh you know Corey started that um all those guys are out of new york and long island and uh you know i had the uh, luxury of getting to meet some of them in october and kind of become a part of that myself even though i'm remote and when i get to connecticut it'll be more hands-on um especially since a couple of them um you know we talk all the time we're close friends at this point and uh we'll be doing trying to do battle reports i think um i think i mentioned that a million times um and it hasn't come to fruition quite yet but um you know bear with us we are i guess working on it long term so um yeah uh that'll be cool um i want to really want to do that um also you know uh, i've been playing a lot with uh, uh, a couple guys from uh sort of a neighbor podcast um the great crusade podcast they release content much more regularly than we do uh well hopefully that'll change but uh bob and tom and addison over there um are great guys and uh you know longtime hobbyists and um playing with them on TTS has been great. Um, well, Bob and I, only Bob and I have played, but, <laughs> um, you know, hopefully, uh, if you listen to their podcast, you know, Tom's really busy. So, um, to, uh, so, you know, um, eventually I'll play with them and they live locally to where I'm planning on moving to. So, um, maybe we can throw something together with them as well. Um, in terms of battle reports and things like that. So, um, anyways uh yeah so we're starting season two so welcome uh thank you for being along on this journey you're about 14 minutes in so you know (laughs) you listened long enough um so today though um for those of you who don't know at this point i play i want to say five to seven different armies now that i have access and use tabletop simulator i'll I have more lists than I actually own. Um, it's just fun to play with different things, try them out. Um, also helps you learn the rules for mostly armies. Most people don't do that. So, um, you know, I'm a little bit obsessive in that way, but, <laughs> um, in terms of real life armies and I'm staring at some models here cause I'm painting up some Primaris right now. Um, and they're drying their oil washers drying. Um, some eradicators and some, uh, eliminators, but, um, one of my main armies and probably the one I've been playing the longest amount of time is dark angels. Um, we won't get into other armies I play right now. I'm probably going to release an episode on each in their current state. Maybe, I don't know. It could be fun. So, um, especially my, my main armies are kind of dark angels and thousand suns and, um, chaos in general. Um, but I dabble in Necrons and um, some other Space Marine chapters. So, um, but yeah, Dark Angels. So I kind of wanted to do a Codex review. Um, so it's a relatively small 
supplement um packed with <laughs> an insane amount of rules so as someone who's played dark angels for a long time um and I know a lot of people are going to hop on the Dark Angels bandwagon. Um, you know, some people will be meta chasers. Some will just start playing them because they're really good. Um, they kind of are going to fit the meta um, well, I think. Um, having played Death Guard a few times with a few lists I've made, um, they're in a good spot, I think, to even sort of negate some of the meta shifts you see in Death Guard. Um, haven't used them against Harlequins yet, who, for those of you who don't know, are pr pretty top tier at this point. Um, consistently top tier. And really scary. Um, I don't like playing against Harlequins, but the two armies I think right now that scare me the most are Sisters of Battle and Harlequins. And um, every time I play them, I am on my games. I'm always thinking constantly um, how to, you know, I guess that's a good thing, but, <laughs> you know, uh, they force you to really... Um, play in a more competitive style i think um but anyways um so this codex is amazing i mean even from the front cover um the artwork is just if for no other reasons this is some of the best artwork i've seen i've heard that uh i haven't opened the blood angels one but i own the space wolf supplement and it's also beautiful all the data sheets are blue i love it um this one though uh you know, it's still, it's absolutely beautiful, but it does have that Dark Angels vibe to it. So, like, the data sheets are, you know, greens and grays and, and whatnot. But um, I, I, I would hate myself if I didn't mention one of the best pictures I've seen in a Dark Angels book uh, ever. Um, it's this amazing art piece of The Rock, and it's just, it's absolutely gorgeous. Um it makes me super excited. They don't talk about the, I mean, obviously they mentioned the rock, but they don't, I, you know, I haven't seen a picture of it really from GW or any, you know, commission artist. Um, some independent ones have done some great things with it, but it's absolutely amazing. Check. So check it out for the artwork alone. Um, I mean, obviously it's a standard codex, you know, they have a section where they show the GW painted stuff and it looks, they would look really nice. Um, lots of edge highlighting, obviously. So, uh, <laughs> um, I'm more of a fan of the grim dark style, especially with certain armies. Um, dark angels. I like that weathered look. Um, I mean, some of this armor has been around for what, you know, 20,000 years now, probably not that long, but like 15,000 years, like, come on, <laughs> you know, you gotta have some scratches on it. Um, but anyways, so the prime, you know, primary goal here is to kind of talk about the rules. And um, I know it's a little late. It's been about a month uh, since this came out, but um, I still think it's appropriate. I also like to digest rules a little bit more than most people. So I like to build lists and play with them and, you know, try out different units. Um, I should release a general space marine codex review that'll be a little bit of a longer task but um i only mention that now because you know in this is a supplement so this works in conjunction with the primary marine book so things like you know eradicators uh i guess um i don't want to mention plasma inceptors yet because they do become better um with dark angels uh but eradicators you know outriders which is the same thing as um 
as in scepters. I'm trying to think of other units. Uh, Blade Guard. Uh, these are all units that become better with Dark Angels. So, so <laughs> those are terrible, terrible examples. But um, you know, all those, all the strats, I guess, is a better example. So, like, you know, things like minus one to hit on bikes. You know, your orbital bombardment, transhuman. Um, these things are all active, um, which I'll I'll try to talk about at, at a different date. Maybe I can get someone on for that one because that's a pretty daunting task. Even though it came out in October, I would like to cover them all in season two to start. Um, probably starting with Drakari after this, but um, you know the hype right now around Dark Angels is uh, Deathwing Terminators and uh, the Deathwing Detachment. Um, I'm more of a Ravenwing player, and I actually tend to think that they're better. Um, but that being said, um, I have tr trouble, for example, playing Death Guard, like playing with them. Um, I just can't do the whole, you know, slow movement. Um, it just doesn't work for my play style, um, which is something I'm lucky I identified um, pretty early. So I actually had a Death Guard army and um, sold it because I just, um, to a friend of the podcast and my friend, so... He's got them now uh, in a much better home. <laughs> I wasn't going to use them. Um, I played about 10, 15 games with them um, over a period of a few months. Yeah, via TTS, and that seems about right. And I just couldn't, I don't know, I just didn't like playing them. They just didn't fit my play style. I play other Chaos Armies that are much closer to how I like to play. Um, and you don't, for me, it's not, you necessarily need like straight speed, which it, Ravenwing does have, but, um, maneuverability in general is very important to me. Um, putting, being able to put things in position that you need to be in a certain place, um, without having to worry about, you know, taking three or four turns to get there. Um, you have to play the longer game with uh, Death Guard. I think I tend to lean towards hard alphas and betas. Um, so turn one, two, beginning of three maybe is where I live. Um, I'm working on that longer part of my game. But, you know, <laughs> even still, that's just how I like to play. Um, but anyways, you know, that's a long-winded way of saying Ravenwing are really fast. Um, and I love playing them in 8th edition. Um, my list was... Ravenwing and it was okay like it you know it's pretty good it wasn't wasn't terrible um but it's not like it is right now um they just up the ante I think that's a a really good thing um well you know most people complain well not com the minority of people who complain on the internet um complain about marines obviously um and yeah they're marines but they're I don't know I always think of every chapter as uh, kind of very unique, um, and they do play very uniquely, um, and certain units are good in certain chapters, so it's almost like you gain identity through, you know, these select units that, you know, like, for example, attack bikes are, you know, they're all right. Um, they're really good in Dark Angels. Um, so you may not see those in, you know, Blood Angels, for example, but you will see them in Dark Angels, so I don't know complain all you want i i like marines and i've accepted it um i actually like most of the armies um nowadays <laughs> but anyways uh so you know i am going to lean t more towards talking about ravenwing just because that's what i know that's what i play um that's what i like um i think that's i think the ravenwing builds are 
better um, than the Deathwing builds in a lot of ways. Um, they're worse in some ways, but um, and makes attack. So you know, basically, this codex provides you with about three plus builds, um, three primary builds, I would say. Um, you know, the Ravenwing Bang uh, Outrider, the um, Deathwing. Um, uh, Vanguard, I believe, and then, you know, kind of like a green wing, um, standard kind of Primaris build, um, which doesn't work too, you know, there's other chapters that do that better, um, you know, Ultramarines, for example, do that really well, um, Iron Hands, Salamanders, so, um, it is what it is, but anyways, um, so I think for the purposes of, you know, kind of diving into this supplement, um, I just want to highlight things. Um, you can do, I'm not one of those people who's going to tell you what to do. You know, Corey and I have talked about that extensively where we don't want to tell you what to do, but I do want to give you like the tools to look at a codex and read it and kind of point out stuff that I like um, and maybe talk a little bit about uh, the list I'm currently working with, um, competitively speaking. And we can, you know, get some feedback from that and... I think that's kind of where I want to go with codex reviews, you know, highlighting some of these really cool rules on how you can use them. Um, not telling you necessarily what units to take, but, you know, highlighting some good units and, and stuff like that, you know. So I think that's a better way to do these rather than telling you what to take. Um, so, you know, whenever I sit down with a codex, um, the first thing the first thing I do is obviously read the general rules. Um, so for right now, you know, detachment abilities, um, how they fit into with Marines, you have to look at the specific ones in addition to how they fit in with the main book. So there's a lot of like flipping back and forth. Um, but the dark angels ones are really, really cool and super thematic. Um, if you've ever read anything, uh, dark angels related. So I've read a lot. Um, I read the heresy books and that's, I, th I think the heresy books are better. Yes and no. Uh, I think they add more character. A lot of people don't like them. I don't know. I love them. Um, I think they added more character to the Dark Angels for me. There's also a lot of um, great 40k books. Like, for example, there's one where Azrael gets to battle Karn. That one's kind of just like a, yes, I love these characters. Um, super exciting to you know, see them duke it out in the 40, 40th millennium. But anyways, um, so the attachment abilities... Um, why I mentioned the thematics is because they divide them into three, um, the companies, uh, essentially. So first company is Deathwing, as most people, maybe you don't know, uh, first company is Deathwing. They're the Terminators. They're like the veterans. Um, most of that armor has been around since the heresy. Um, and, you know, they're absolutely devastating. They're, you know, they're supposed they're veterans um, and Terminator armor, so <laughs> you can imagine. Um, the second company is the Ravenwing. They were like the, you know, the scouts almost. Um, the first wave of attack um, before they came down, kind of like historically they've come down from a battle formation perspective um, with the flyers, you know, scouting things out, doing some small runs um, to clear some... Uh, things out before the primary force moves in. Um, Deathwing were the, you know, elites. They're there for, the, like, the heavy lifting. Um, you know, say a Primarch was involved in a battle, they'd probably drop, you know, do a Ravenwing scout and then drop the Deathwing in for, the, like, the final blow. Um, and then Greenwing, you know, 
that's general Marines. Um, they kind of do a little bit of everything. They're Marines. So, um, but yeah, so they divided those up. So I have to say too, before I mention this, um, ninth edition codexes have been awesome from a thematic rule standpoint. Um, I think every single one has not been a letdown, like sagas for space wolves. We don't have too many right now, but, um, Necrons are super, that codex is one of my favorites so far. Um, so balanced, but anyways, so, um, we divide up our own tactics, uh, our traits from, um, each doctrine, you know, space Marines have access to doctrines. So each doctrine for each company has a specific trait. So, you know, the Ravenwing one is, well, Devastators, you get, uh, Devastator doctrines active, you get three inches to your move characteristic and you can shoot, um, with any weapon as if it was assault basically. So, <laughs> Um, just speaking from experience, having, I've played about, I want to say probably nine, between six and 10 games with Ravenwing. I'm still working on my list there. Um, I have to say this is phenomenal. Um, it's an exceptionally good rule that, I mean, so we're talking, if they don't advance most of, you know, you have Ravenwing, you're going to be a bike. So most of your, uh, bikes are moving. 14 standard and then you get that extra three moving 17 and without having any penalties to shoot um hitting on threes phenomenal if you need it if you want to hit on fours you move uh 21 so (laughs) you're all over the board um i tend to be a little bit more cagey turn one but turn two it's like you know which is ironic because you get these benefits in turn one so you move key units into positions and then turn two you kind of um deal with the the rest of, uh, you know, you hold those positions and you maintain them and your position can be across the board. You can basically move the whole board in two turns. So, um, which will come into play later, but anyways, it's really good. Um, the green wing one is called fire discipline. You get to fire into combat on fives, I believe. Um, when the assault doctrine is active, eh, it's all right. Um, I can see some good uses for it, but I wouldn't necessarily build an army around it. I don't think, um, and the uh, Deathwing one is in... Oh, that's a tactical doctrine. My, my bad. Uh, the Fire Discipline. So it turns 2-3. Um, I guess it's okay if someone charges you. Um, I mean, hitting on fours, and maybe we're talking using that as a tactic. Um, but anyways, uh, and then the Deathwing one is um, in the Assault Doctrine if you attack a character or anything with or a vehicle, basically, um, can we roll a wound roll? It's okay. Um, it, I mean, it's good in conjunction with all the other Deathwing stuff. Um, and honestly, the Deathwing aren't going to be, <laughs> unless they're deep striking and they make their charge, they're not going to be in range to really attack until probably, you know, turn three, four. So they're a late game. They're a late, um, they're a late turn army. Um, that's when they kind of function. They're kind of like Death Guard, um, honestly. So, anyways, um, two great new things too is um, now we have specialist attachments. So, well, sort of, not like in seventh. I think they're very different, um, personally speaking. Um, they're not broken. They're just ways to fit fit things in and get some obsec out of different units. Basically they're ways to create different builds for one army. So 
I'm cool with them. I hope they do things like this, unique things like this in every codex, though. Um, that would be my only caveat or concern about this. But um, basically, you can have a Vanguard filled with Death, uh, Deathwing, Deathwing Terminator squads get OPSEC. Um, same, thing with, same thing with Ravenwing. Um, bikes get OPSEC, and it's a Outrider detachment. So, And you get the command points back for having your Warlord in it. Um, yeah, I mean, I should also mention... Uh, here, one of the best Space Marine units, um, Outriders, are awesome in Ravenwing. Um, they now have Obsec. They were already great units. Uh, they get Jink, so they get the four up in Voln when they advance, um, five up when they don't move. They just translate so perfectly to Ravenwing. Um, they're honestly, they're very good. <laughs> um, so, which is awesome because at least one of the, uh, you know, about two of the new units from Indominus have kind of translated very well um, into Dark Angels, uh, Blade Guard do as well as and Outriders. So, um, you know, no complaints there. <laughs> um, and then they have uh, points. You have to include all Deathwing or all Ravenwing in these attachments, so they have points adjustments um, accordingly, kind of on the side. Um, some of this stuff I'm sure you've heard about, but it's good to talk about. Also, I haven't talked about it. So, um, yeah, we'll continue. So stratagems are awesome. <laughs> um, so they don't have a lot of Deathwing ones in here, but there are a lot of, uh, Terminator strats in the Space Marine book. Um, so they don't really need too many. Um, there's a couple in here that are awesome and I'm so glad they did them because I've run lists like this before. Um, I will work up a Deathwing list myself eventually, but for now it's a, and a mixed one. I really like the kind of combined assault uh, way that Dark Angels function, but for now, you know, Ravenwing's where my heart has been at and working that up. Uh, for me, when I build lists, I like to get 10 to 15 reps at least before I make kind of any, like rework a list um, from the bottom up. Um, I'll make little tweaks here and there, but I'll usually start with like a core, shift it around as I'm playing. Um, you know, units work different differently for different people too. Um, I can use some units better than other people can of the same army. Um, it's just, you know, it depends on your play style, how you think. Um, I don't think 40K is a pure numbers game. Um, has a has a lot to do with mobility and a lot to do, I mean, obviously to, to an extent, don't get me wrong, like Math Hammer is super useful. I use it um, quite a bit, but um, at the end of the day, certain units you they work for you better. You know, uh, it just happens. Um, Hell Drakes are a good example that I always use because almost no one runs them. Well, some people are running them, but for the most part, you know, you don't really see them. I I think they're an auto include in most of my lists. So um, yeah, it's just an example of kind of a. <laughs> against the green way to play I guess um so anyways the strats here um I just want to highlight if so most of them are Ravenwing based and I do want to mention with these different builds through Dark Angels um the Ravenwing are the most CP hungry um I was talking to a couple people the other day and I was saying like Ravenwing play like Eldar should play um a little bit tougher but they're close to like how eldar should play which is weird um they're very fast they're very like they can hit and run um for example uh where's that 
Swift Strike, which you'll see all the time, I'm sure, if you play against them. Um, so basically, to summarize, if you Swift Strike is you can charge and make your attacks, and then if you wipe the unit, you make a normal move. If you don't wipe them, you fall back. And keep in mind, in first turn, we're talking 17 inches. Um, you can There's also ways to switch up the doctrine so you can make sure they're always moving 17 inches and the reason i mentioned 17 is 14s are normal movements so if you do that and bounce back you can probably still get charged if you switch the doctrine it's unlike it's a hard charge for most units you know infant depending on what it is but you know infantry generally speaking are gonna have a hard time charging you it'll be like an 11 inch charge so um it's a really useful strategy i've used it every game um with something um but yeah, so most of these are geared towards Ravenwing, and they're expensive. They're they're not inexpensive, so you use them. You know, you have to pick them carefully in game, um, which ones you're going to use and when. If you don't, you'll run out of CP, and you'll kind of be stuck out in the open. Um, which is also, you know, this is from playing this type of list. It it happened to me a couple times, and I was like, oh crap, you know. <laughs> oh wait, I can swear on this. I forgot it's explicit. Oh shit, you know, like. Um, I'm wide out in the open and whoops. <laughs> so, but you know, with 40 K learning from your mistakes is one of the best ways, you know, if you're not humble enough to admit that you make mistakes, then I don't know. It's just arrogant. Um, I make mistakes all the time and I get better for it. Uh, so anyways, um, the, I'll just highlight the Deathwing ones first. So there's a plus the Deathwing ones. There's plus one to wound when you, so this is great for bolter terminators. Um, this is something Chaos has been doing for a long time. Um, you can drop down and get plus one to wound. So your bolters basically become super effective. Um, it's an awesome strat. I love that style of play with Terminators. Um, uh, it's just great. Um, I do want to make a Ravenwing alt list now with Terminators in them. Just like one or two squads. Because <laughs> they're pretty cheap. Um, Deathwing Terminators clock in, I think, at like 185 right now. Um, which is not bad at all, um, for five of them, uh, that's 20 shots plus one to wound, you know, they're doing work. Um, but anyways, and they hold objectives like a motherfucker because of transhuman, we'll get there. Um, so other ones I want to highlight, uh, especially for Ravenwing. Um, so Swift Strike, I use it every game. Other ones I use every game or most games, uh, the Hunt, that's a, 2cp 3cp depending on the size of the unit pre-move um it's awesome uh i'm usually in position but say i want to be so i run uh, a lot of attack bikes in my list with excuse me multi meltas getting into melta range is really easy when you move 14 or 7 you count as excuse me you count as devastator or, i don't know if you do actually um that needs to be clarified in like an FAQ but you move at least 14 and um then you move another 17 um if you advance you move even more you know 21 plus 14 you know that's like the whole board um so you can use it defensively offensively I love strats like that um mobility like I said is important to me so having you know sometimes you make mistakes to playing or you play units too early and your opponent counters it. And this is a good way to mitigate a lot of that um, with some powerful units. Um, or, you know, you want to be offensive and get into melter range because, you know, you're going first. Um, 
you know, the D6 plus two multi-melter range, which is crazy, crazy good. Um, without hitting on fours too. Uh, so I've used it a couple games to move my attack bikes into um, melter range and still hit on threes. Um, the only problem with that is, you know, uh, you're going to want to use it in a Ravenwing list. Uh, you're probably going to want to use like Samuel or a chapter master. You know, you want some rerolls probably, um, especially for plasma. Um, so you kind of pull yourself out of that bubble, um, unfortunately, but Hey, it is what it is. Um, hitting on threes, multi-melta, six shots out of a three attack bike. So it's not terrible. Um, but anyways, that's a great one. Um, weapons of the dark age for all of dark angels is it's back, baby. <laughs> it is back. And, um, during that little weird time with the FAQ where it didn't exist, it, man, it affected my list. Um, my list was completely different. Um, I don't think it even ran plasma, um, at all. Yeah. Why bother when you don't get the extra damage and you're about to kill yourself, killing yourself for two damage just doesn't, it's not really worth it, especially against like a death guard army. Um, you know, where they're reducing that to one and you're blowing up. Um, the AP is nice, but sometimes AP with all the saves and the, the tough units coming out, um, AP minus three, I don't know. Like it's going to push most things to their invulnerable. So, um, yeah, but anyways, um, you know, there's also other strats you can get minus one to hit out of the normal Marine book, um, and whatnot. But anyways, um, some of these are kind of, you know, whatever. Uh, there's the normal relic ones. Um, that Deathwing one is my favorite. Um, and I guess the last one I kind of want to talk about is uh, Full Throttle. Um, so this is a sneakily good one. Um, so when I build my list, you know, uh, and this most people should do this if you're playing, even if you're not playing competitively, build around your objectives. Um, so for match play, that's secondaries, right? Um, so engage on all fronts is one of, you know, it's the perfect one for Ravenwing um, and any fast army really. But I kind of build around that. Um, and even for primaries, this is a great sec uh, uh, stratagem. So you use it in your movement phase after uh, Ravenwing unit advances. It immediately gets to move up to 12 inches. It can't shoot or charge, but um, this is for board positioning. Um, it's an excellent late game strat. I always try to save at least a CP, maybe two if it's a bigger unit. But, you know, by the end of the game, most there's so much killing going on in 9th edition. By the end of the game, you have, like, a guy who can do this. <laughs> so... Um, at least against certain matchups. Um, so, you know, it's a great one to get, you know, engage, get those two extra points for engage at the end of a game, you know, it can make or break a game if it's a close one. Um, getting onto an objective, denying your opponent one, you know, um, say you go turn five, uh, in turn five, say you went second, you know, you can move and basically take an objective. That's five points, you know. Um, it's a great way to have like some, like a back, you know, uh, I don't know, a wild card in your back pocket or something to allow you to have some maneuverability to score a little bit of extra points. Um, if you're winning the game by a lot, you don't need to use it, but you know, it's in your arsenal. Um, and I think it's a super, super good strat, um, for Ravenwing or Ravenwing units. Um, so warlord traits, you know, there's a couple good ones. Brilliant Strategist is back. Uh, that's a good one. Switching your doctrines always nice. You know, look at Ultramarines. They do it all the time and to great success. Um, 
Yeah, so, um, you know, there's a few other ones here that are okay. Um, there's nothing, I mean, they're all decent. There's just nothing, like, super good. I've actually, I actually use most of them out of the, most of my Warlord traits come from the main Marine book. Um, they're just better, like, adding OPSEC in and things like that. So, um, but that moves on to kind of the, the Psychic Discipline, which they named in such a badass way. It's called the... Uh, I'm going to butcher this intermancy discipline. So, you know, interrogation, that's the whole <laughs> Dark Angels things. Give us your fallen. Um, all the powers here are fucking phenomenal. Um, the two that you will see, you know, most often is the one that turns off obsec minus one leadership, turn off obsec, warp charge of seven. Um, and mind wipe turns off one aura from, from a, enemy unit i mean they're crazy good even the other ones um you know there's one that does a mortal wound but then you fight last um there's a lot of like combos you can get out of these um which at this point librarians are an auto take for me um there's not a ton of units that are auto takes there's a lot of you know flexibility in here but librarians are absolutely nuts having access to this discipline is just crazy good um use it <laughs> so i don't usually tell people what to do but if you don't want a librarian you don't want a librarian but and you can do lists without them you don't need them but um these have won me games by just shutting off obsec on a unit and then so say you're in combat locked in combat with a couple you know i remember one game um i had a bike squad locked in combat with some blood angel intercessors and um you know I don't kill them. They weren't killing me, you know, so it was kind of like one model would die a turn. <laughs> Combat lasted for three turns. I turned off OPSEC twice on them and got that objective just from being locked in combat. Um, amazing tool. So, um, yeah, the relics are great. Um, you know, <clears throat> they are what they are. I mean, there's some really bad ones or just okay. ones. There's nothing bad in this codex. Um, but there's some okay ones. The one everyone's talking about is the two plus overwatch always. It always hits on a two, even in overwatch, uh, give that to a talent master. But honestly, that's so avoidable to your opponent. Um, I like to use things. I like to, when I look at relics, I look at a lot of like force multiplying things. Um, I just, I don't know. Sometimes close combat weapons, if you're going for like a smash, well, I guess nowadays a smash chaplain's your best <laughs> bet, but, um, one of the things I'm bummed out about is, um, you know, invuln saves are so popular in ninth. Um, I really wish they kept that Ravenwing relic where you could turn off invulns, um, with a character. I'm, I mean, it's probably a little bit overpowered, but at the same time, it's like, I use that a lot, um, in eighth and beginning of ninth. Um, it's just, it was just really useful, um, for really devastating death star units. Like, Grey Knight, um, Paladin squads, um, just buckle under that. You get, you get, you know, you put it on a, on like a Talon Master or, you know, a Chaplain on a bike and you charge him in with, you know, some Black Knights and now we're talking, um, they're still durable, but getting rid of, I mean, it's still decent. Like it would throw a four up in Vuln or a three up in Vuln, which will eventually not exist. Um to a five up so you know statistically obviously that's it's like 20 20 something percent um 
reduction in saving um it can help i just don't know if it's worth including for a cp so because there's other relics here you that are more suited um in general you know we have the whole marine book you know there's a lot of good relics in that book um that being said uh, there is this new build i've seen where um they add this mace of redemption here to a chaplain um it's really good um inflicts two mortal wounds stuff like that um you can make with some other some of the power some of the litanies you can kind of make a, a really successful dark angel smash chaplain and the primaris chaplain on a bike is just a really excellent unit in general so um great model too it's actually right here i'm tr gonna try to finish painting mine um and run a list variant with that in it instead of i don't know instead of the talent master maybe um but anyways uh so yeah, they're you know the relics are good. Um, relics do what they do. Uh, most of them, there's not a lot of force multipliers in here, which is a bummer, uh, or especially good ones. So, um, you know, uh, the chaplain one though is really good with Black Knights um, in Ravenwing, at least in Deathwing, it'd be good too, just for different models. Um, but you add one to attack characteristics, so that's excellent. Um, and it's automatically inspiring, so it always happens, and um, is cumulative with shock assault, so which is the plus one attack on the charge. So that's absolutely brutal. Um, so with all the ninth codexes, um, they're releasing, you know, secondaries. Um, I've kind of shied away from these because I've heard some from some tournament organizers that they're not going to let you use book specific ones till all the books have one, which is fair, I guess. Um, I mean, I think if a tournament organizer is going to do that, then they should just rewrite, you know, do their own secondaries because why, bo you know, it's like if you ban one thing, you got to ban everything. Um, but anyways, so uh, Stubborn Defiance is really good. Um, I won't go into these too much. Um, yeah, I don't know. The Raven Woman could be interesting, but... Um, which it's uh, every time you move 12 or more you s and a unit enemy unit was destroyed, you score two. Um, I can't see you scoring too many. Sometimes I'm, I play my Ravenwing KG. You know, I say I'm going to advance, and then I move like six inches, um, which, you know, you just, I guess, assume they drive in circles. I don't know. I don't know if you're well. There's no real ruling on, on that kind of thing. But anyways, so... I won't get into the crusade rules because I haven't really digested them. I know there's one cool thing in super thematic where you can basically give your opponent um, a model that's designated as the fallen and then fallen, and then basically you gain a ton of experience points for going after him, <laughs> which is so cool. Um, the crusade stuff's awesome. I feel like I have to do some more playing with that before I dive into the crusade rule sets. I do. I think releasing episodes on that would be awesome too. Um, Crusade is a great system. I really like it. Uh, obviously, need some. Sometimes you know it needs work, like any game system, but it's so much fun. Um, some people like that kind of play. Some people don't. I personally like playing 40k in general, so I love it. Um, leveling up units and stuff, and having them uh, gain like battle scars is really awesome and thematic. Um, anyways, so I just want to do kind of a unit. You know, walk through uh, just some key units here, which you probably already know. 
Um, Azriel is a beast, especially for Greenwing, moving up slowly. Eradicators benefit heavily from him. Uh, Blade Guard, well, not Blade Guard, actually. They already have a four up. Um, Hellblasters could work there. Um, he moves up, gives a four up in Volum uh, for friendly people um, within six um, against shooting. Honestly, like he is a chapter master now, which is my, uh, he plays like a chapter master, which is my biggest take from this. Um, Belial's all right. You know, Samuel, they're all kind of chapter masters for their specific wings. Uh, the other HQ to uh, really acknowledge here is Ezekiel, especially with that discipline. Um, I think he's excellent. Um, he gives plus one attack, attack characteristics to... I could see a build with him moving up with Blade Guard. That would be really cool, actually. Um, adding an attack to them. Um, and characters, too. So <clears throat> maybe Blade Guard, Chaplain, Ezekiel. You know, four Blade Guard, Chaplain. Uh, they can't go in the same transports. Uh, the whole Primaris thing. Um, they need a general transport, I think, for Space Marines. But anyways, he's really good. He's not, no joke in melee. Um and he casts to denies denies to cast to um he's really good um arguably an auto take if you're taking a psyker um talon master great unit consistently great um no complaints eighth to ninth you know the amount of shots they pump out they're a lieutenant they turn off uh, i always forget this that they turn off cover which is huge in ninth too so for Ravenwing, you know, I run one. Um, some people run two. You can see that happening. Uh, and then, you know, Lazarus. Uh, one unit I want to highlight. Um, so they just made a Deathwing Strike Master. That's the Talon Master for the Deathwing. Really cool that we have this unit now. Um, like I said, I haven't been playing a lot of Deathwing, so um, haven't gotten the opportunity to use him. But, you know, he's a lieutenant, reroll wounds. Um, then we have the Chaplains. You know, no complaints there. The only other two units i really want to talk about deathwing knights um nothing really changed with them um from the faq you know their weapons are nasty you know four up in volume plus one to their save uh transhuman all terminators have transhuman so uh which is you can't wound them except for on a four up that's just a dark angels thing right now hopefully great knights get that though um they kind of deserve it too um you know <laughs> yeah they're they're terminators man they're really good um they're tough uh three wounds apiece all the bikes went up to three wounds obviously that happened a long time ago but should mention it the star of the codex you know like every marine codex is the fucking ravenwing apothecary um the ravenwing apothecary is the star because i don't know if there's a typo but um his aura is six inches to start so you can give him a relic to increase that to nine it's just really good um I run an Ancient in my list as well, a Ravenwing, um, because shooting on death is just nasty. And I give him uh, the Obsec Relic, so it's turning a Black Knight squad into uh, Objective Secured, which is really good, because um, they're really good at taking objectives and then holding them. Um, Black Knights are phenomenal uh, with Weapons of the... I didn't run them for that FAQ period because Weapons of the Dark Age was gone. I was hesitant to run them because there's other plasma options, you know, inceptors and whatnot, but Black Knights have such stain power, mobility, and all around sort of, you know, they can charge in, they can charge in and bounce out. Um, and they're pretty, with the Corvus Hammers, they're strength six or strength five, um, minus one 
two damage, flat two. It's great. It's absolutely great. Um, they're they're a really good unit. Um, some people won't use them because they're expensive. They're a forty-five points model, um, fifty I think with the Corvus Hammer. Or, no, forty-five. I can't remember, but they're expensive. Um, I only run eight in my list uh, with a apothecary and a um but the apothecary can bring back the attack bikes that are in my list as well so you know he's kind of like an all-around sort of um uh apothecaries are just kind of auto includes for everything um but anyways um black knights are back um i had a list in eighth that ran 20 of them <laughs> i won't do that you need a little bit of uh i think you need more melta uh in this day and age but anyways um fucking awesome i'm so happy they're one of my favorite units um that being said so we move on to some of the other fast attack stuff so all, all i really have left like the dark shroud okay minus one to hit it's good um not necessarily i don't know if you use it that often because uh, there's strats to do that now especially for bikers um and minus one to hit you know there's a lot of terrain usually um it's kind of a common trait these days um I don't know. It is good. Like, it's not bad. Like, sure. Um, it's there. <laughs> the, oh man, another great unit here. Uh, the land speeder vengeance. It's fucking phenomenal. Uh, overcharged. It only takes one more wound. So you're overcharging that bad boy every, every fucking turn. Uh, strength nine. If he minus four in the devastator, minus three standard two D three shots, Flat three damage. I've even put uh, weapons of the dark age on that until my bikes get in range. Um, just absolutely brutal. Um, you know, six shots doing four damage at minus four turn one, up to six. Usually average around three. Um, so that's still you know twelve damage. Like you're taking out a Redemptor with that. You're taking out a Lehman Russ with that. Like, yes, please. Um, so you know. Another, you know, so Jink changed to that from the FAQ. I should mention these general rules that I'm just seeing here um, that I forgot about. Uh, Jink, uh, first turn before you have the ability to move, you have a five up invuln. Um, if you advance, it's a four up. If you just move, it's a five up. So this makes these bikes, excuse me, ridiculously durable. Um, inner circle gives you transhuman physiology for infantry units with it um so blade guard are now inner circle um what else well terminators obviously all the characters are inner circle so ezekiel you know uh asmode whatever um anyone you want to run inner circle uh that's a character so besides samuel and the talent master anyone anyone on a bike because uh bikes uh, just get the fearless um uh, part of that rule which again uh in addition to getting transhuman you get fearless which actually comes in handy more than you think um never failing with your black knights is great um i should also mention on the black knights they have the melt bomb keyword i always forget they have this but if you charge a vehicle you can do you can pump out some mortal wounds with one of the dudes so um definitely a tool they're so versatile um for a raven wing list so versatile um and then the two flyers um at the end here <sighs> i don't know uh you can let me know what you think uh they're all right um i used to run a dark talent it just pumps out a lot of shots uh, or i ran the jet fighter it pumps out a lot of shots um 
I don't know, they're flyers. Like they have the normal setbacks of flyers. They're no hell drakes, that's for sure. <laughs> but um Yeah, I don't know. They're alright. Um I could see situations where you'd use them. Um I generally like flyers too. Uh I like the Dark Talon better. Let's just put it that way. Um it just has those uh the stasis bombs, which I enjoy. But yeah, um, so, you know, that's kind of just a brief walkthrough of the codex. Um, I do want to go through the crusade rules at a certain point in time, but um, generally speaking, this is a super, super strong codex. It has an answer for absolutely everything. Um, if you want mobility, it has different builds in it. If you want mobility, you get mobility. If you want a slow, grudgy army, you get that. If you want the general, you know, kind of primaris, you know, stuff that's running right now, you know, you get that. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, the ch chapter tactics, which I'm mentioning mentioning at the end, is if you stay sta stationary, you get plus one to hit. That includes in combat on your opponent's turn. So... You know, that plus one to hit is just so strong. Um, I used to, in during the FAQ period, I was running a list kind of maximizing that. Um, I'm so happy that I don't have to do that anymore because <laughs> I had a gun line list, and it was decent, but um, I hated playing it. Um, now I get to play my boys on bikes, you know, and go rum, 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 the whole game. <laughs> so, um, so awesome, like thank you gw oh, these codexes are amazing um right now um i'm kind of diving into the space wolves one um i know space wolves quote unquote are like in a bad spot but like honestly fuck it the sons of fenris are awesome so um i'll probably release something on that once i can you know i like to sit with codexes for a little while which is why i think it's good to actually release these episodes a little bit later um but yeah, so Dark Angels supplement. I guess I'll give ratings out. I'll start doing that. So I would give this A+. Plus. Um, it's top tier. It's about fucking time. It's been years and years and years. Dark Angels have been the bastard brothers of the Imperium. Well, because we're really chaos. Um, everyone makes that joke. But, you know, I'm leaning into it. Um, I love chaos. I tell people I'm a chaos player, you know, for the most part. So I'll just include Dark Angels in that now. Um <laughs> But anyways, you know, this was kind of a brief dive into some of these rules. Um, so the list I play, I'll just go over briefly. Um, the one I'm, I worked around with a little bit. Um, I have Samuel. I have a Talon Master in there. I have eight Black Knights, uh, an Ancient, a... Um, the the apothecary i have three squads of three attack bikes with multi meltos i have a bike squad with um bike squad with a heavy bolter um attack bike and i have an outrider um i feel like i miss oh i have a, a librarian and i have um five intercessors um and i think that's pretty much the list um it runs really well. Um, you know, I would love to hear other people's lists and get some feedback. Um, plasma inceptors are really good. I, I was switching those out um, for a while. I mean, the list is brutal. Um, it's fast. It hits you like a ton of bricks. Um, 
it's really good. I can turn off OPSEC. Um, the librarian stays protected to at least turn three. So, you know, clutch. Plus, you know, if you come close to a librarian, good luck. I mean, they're not a joke in um, close combat. Um, I usually give the ancient the OPSEC relic, as I mentioned before, because um, getting more OPSEC in a list like that is excellent. Plus, you can move the ancient around if your Black Knights die. Um, they don't often die because they get resurrected. They're kind of a... In close combat is the big weakness for Ravenwing. Um, <clears throat> it's not a glaring weakness. You can still do what you need to, but it is an absolute weakness. Oh, and I run a run a uh, a land uh, the uh, shit the landspeeder um, vengeance. Um, I run one of those. They're just so good um, and really they're one twenty five I think in points and they're just super cost effective. But anyways, um, you know, thank you for joining me. Um, I know this episode was all about Dark Angels. I'm probably going to do different types of episodes, different armies, as well as just like general stuff. Um, and hopefully get some more people on here. Uh, like I said at the beginning, taking applications, you know, uh, I would like more than just myself on here. But again, you know, it is nice to be able to record episodes by yourself. Sit down, do this like it's 1030 in the morning, about to go for a run, then go get uh, some tattooed. So, you know pretty good day but <laughs> what i mean is uh i can just pop on and do this i'll edit it later and then release it um don't have to talk to anybody really so it's uh kind of convenient but at the same time would like to expand um to have more than just myself um but anyways um welcome to season two this has been uh dark angels this is foxtrot battle line uh follow my instagram Foxtrot Battle Line 5198. Um, I should probably get the website up. I talked about that last year. <sighs> All in due time, I guess. Um, yeah, so great. I hope you enjoyed listening and uh, stay tuned for more. So thank you. Bye. Mm-hmm.